When Foxy Brown comes to town, all the brothers gather round. Cause she can really shake them down. Foxy lady, Foxy lady. Pam Greer, that one chick hit squad who creamed you as coffee, is back to do a job on the mob as Foxy Brown. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it. A chick with drive who don't take no jive. She's crazy. There's no telling what she'll do. <laughs> She's sweet brown sugar with a touch of spice. If you see a man anywhere, send him in because I do need a man. And murder if you don't treat her nice. Sounds like a public menace. Sure do. Foxy's got guts. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts. I better warn you, I got a black belt in karate. And I got my black belt in bar stools. She won't budge when she carries a grudge. I want justice for all of them whose lives are bought and sold so that a few big shots can climb up on their backs. Sister, I think what you're asking for is revenge. So there ain't no hope for dudes who deal dope. I swear, baby, I don't know what you're talking about. We're gonna kill ourselves a couple of niggas. No fear, Pam Greer is here as Foxy. Foxy Brown. Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, dude and dudettes. That's not right. Whoa. See, I needed something else. Like, oh, you change it up. But that's not the one to go to. Gangsters? No, jive cats and like that. Honey mama. Turkeys? Honey mama's and jive turkeys. To another exciting episode of the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. I'm your host, Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars. This is Brent. Travis. Sean. And tonight it was my pick at the movies, and I chose a movie from 1974, directed by Jack Hill, called Foxy Brown. Whoa, no, 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 She's super bad. Super bad. Super bad, baby. She's a whole lot of woman. She is a lot of, a lot of woman. A lot of woman. Foxy Brown's a movie made by Jack Hill, who also did Switchblade Sisters. I love that movie. Wait, did you see Spider Baby? I didn't see it, but I'm aware of it. it. Was Sid Haig Lon Chaney's last movie? Yeah, Lon Chaney Jr. He did that, and I want to say he did like a couple. That's of why like... Sid Haig is in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was wondering. I was like, so Sid Haig. It's like he's only in Rob Zombie movies now because he was in Spider Baby, Lon Chaney Jr.'s last movie. It's like, what else is he done? Well, he was in THX one one three eight. Was he? He was in the prison, the white room. He was the bald huh. guy. It was when he was younger than. No, he actually, he was older than this, right? Really? Because uh, THX one one three eight was. Oh, you said this seven... was seventy four. Shit, when was THX one one three eight? We know. should know this. I don't know. It's in the early Maybe around seventy. Yeah, I gotta say. Well, it was well, yeah, because graffiti I like seventy six, seventy five. 
Yeah, Sorry, too. We did not come prepared. I have, I have Pam Greer. Let's get off the Sid Haig. I don't have the Sid Haig knowledge, unfortunately. There's a way to find out. Yeah, I'm but old. Uh, well, is there a Cam Google in the house? Captain Howdy, Captain Howie, Captain uh, Howdy. <laughs> Spalding yeah, from Spalding. House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects is in this movie with the beard, only substantially less gray. But it's a movie with uh, Pamela Greer. Back in the day. Okay. All right. Like, hold, hold for applause. All right. So what else have you seen Pam Greer in besides Jackie uh, Brown? Well, she got Jackie Brown, I, which is named I love her in because of Foxy Brown. Class of 1999. She's one of the cyborg teachers. Do you remember uh, <laughs> yeah. Something Wicked This Way Comes? Uh, well, no. She no. She's the fortune teller. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it, but, like, but I'm aware of it. That was her. I want to say like maybe that was her first like. Ma- I mean, that's a Disney movie. That was mm-hmm. maybe her first like studio film because before that, I mean, she got her start working in these. Okay, so they're American International Pictures. So that's uh, Roger A-I-P. Corman. You know, he went from New World Pictures to American International, or the other way around. Sorry, but that's his company, and they were cranking out these. Uh, well, actually, she was in Big Bird Cage. Which is the women in prison movies, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the big dollhouse, big bird cage. Uh, that that's yeah, where yeah, Pam yeah. Greer started, and then kind of like when the black exploitation uh, phenomena was taking off in the early seventies, which was uh, uh, Melvin ba- Van Peebles did "Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song." Yeah. Anyone? Sweet Anyone? Badass. I haven't seen it. But nope. But I the big, the, I'm aware of it. the big, like know you know, black exploitation movies probably Shaft. For yeah, sure. with Richard Roundtree. Or Dolomite or whatever. Well, Dolomite was actually later. That's actually, well, you know, they, they say it's a parody of this kind of oh. stuff. Because it, it was like really? 76. And Human Tornado. But this is like a serious one. <laughs> this was serious. This, yeah. When yeah. I when I first watched, because, okay, so and then she was, at, her breakout movie was a movie called Coffee. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. came out the year before this, where she's a nurse and like somebody kills her. No, it wasn't her boyfriend. Because he was in the police. And that one too. She was a nurse. She goes on like an avenging angel kind of vigilante kick. I remember at one point, like you know, in this movie, she hides a gun in her afro, mm-hmm. and that one she hit razor blades because like everybody grab on her head and they like cut themselves. It was like awesome. <laughs> and every fight in that movie started with like one woman ripping the other one's top off. I mean, like it happened nice. so many fucking times that you're like, uh, this is amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. You just rip in. Whoosh, so, Coffee is like this gigantic hit. I think it was the biggest hit, I think. That, was there a sequel uh, to Coffee? Well, this was it. it was, this really? was This was originally went into production, uh, or before it was going into production, it was green-lighted as Burn, Coffee, Burn. No way. Yeah. Awesome. And that's why in this movie, they don't say, like, what she does. Like, there's no history on Foxy Brown. She's just kind of <laughs> yeah. there. She's sister. Yeah, because she <laughs> should have been a nurse. She should have been Coffee, but they changed the name And it would have been a Foxy sequel, Brown. so you wouldn't need, like, exposition on yeah. like, who yes. the character was. Exactly. So that's <laughs> why that's missing in this one. Huh. But of those two movies, Didn't miss I think I like this one. Better than that, I've never but that's just me. Well, I've heard of coffee. I've never seen. Yeah. I've never seen any of the black exploitations. I'm not a it's huge not fan of black. Were you here for Dolomite? No, I'm oh. not, no, not a huge it. fan. They they make me they make me go to sleep. Who oh. sat in for Dolomite? Leash. Oh, she did. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I mean, this one, you know, you kind of get like because it's an exploitation movie, so obviously it's there to punch everything up every once in a while with like boobs, giant boobs in your face, boobs. Whoops. The start of this is awesome. When she gets out of bed and takes off her little nighty thing. 
Uh, Watching the camera close up. Yeah. Yeah, the, the opening titles, which is some kind of like weird disco psychedelic, I don't know, thing. The opening credits. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the like today, kids would know it as like the iTunes commercials, where it's like the silhouetted different colors. Only it's you know dancing basically to the. Yeah. What yeah, do they call that? What do they call that? Monochrome, or do they call that? Uh, damn it. It's like a green screen. Well, but it's a singular color. Yeah. What? What is it? What is it? Kaleidoscope, kaleidoscopic. No, I don't know. But they they it's, constantly zoom in on her on her bosoms, her ample bosoms. Yeah. In the opening title sequence, which I thought was hilarious. With like a bra or something. You got it. Sell it. You know. Yeah. And she goes through in the opening titles. I think maybe she models. Maybe all. What did we figure? There was like ten costume changes for Pam Greer in this. Yeah. Movie? Do we count the ones in the opening sequence? Because that'll add. I think they were, I think it was the same ones though. Because I caught oh, her in the red dress. Uh, you know, true. with the boot but, you windows. Know, but I swear to God, if you watch almost any like making of, if like the females the lead, almost any making of. I mean, that's what how they set up like the the picture. They're like, oh, dude, these are the costumes. Yeah. Be the, I yeah. mean, yeah. Well, it was our American Hustle when that came out. It was like every single scene that Amy Adams was in, she was in like a different, you know, like, ooh, look at that dress, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is what they're doing here. But it's just cool that, you know, <laughs> I guess that's part of the appeal of the movie. It's like, we've got Pam Greer. Every scene, she's going to be in like a new, like, you know. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. She's going to be. Because her brother, like, gets, uh, or no, sorry, her uh, boyfriend gets shot in the scene. Gets shot. Like crying. Oh no! Yeah, it wasn't next scene without batting an eye. She went home. Apparently, changed into this like awesome thing with the scarf or whatever. I imagine home. I imagine her in the bathroom, <laughs> him laying on the floor dead, and her just in the bathroom getting ready. Hair. Yep. Yeah. So she could change into some awesome, you know. But it's women's empowerment, right? I mean, like that. Yeah, you gotta look beautiful. You gotta look that, good. You're going I can look there, good and kick your ass. Yeah, look good. How you feel about that? Yep. Yeah, so the outline of this movie is what the uh, her boyfriend revenge, was a what uh, he was undercover a fed. He was undercover, had facial reconstruction surgery. Yeah, because obviously, what after getting out of three months? They said right. <laughs> he said it's been so long, and then they said three months. I'm like three months, really? So yeah, he like whatever. Either I don't know who he turned in or. Well, Maybe he, the two he was trying to judge. He was trying to bring down the dope syndicate. I'm guessing the same people, the same bad guys we were watching this yep. entire time, trying to bring them down. But apparently, didn't want him going to court. Right, it was because they said earlier that they got to some of the jurors on the on the Supreme uh, in the in the court. Yeah, they were able to like, said, block the grand, it. Yeah, he was all on the grand jury. Yeah. So basically, yeah, he, he did all that nothing. for nothing. And then yeah. he got and shot. Then, uh, well, Foxy's brother, yeah. no good brother, Link. Played by Antonio Fargus, who was Huggy Bear, Bear. Starsky and Hutch. But you may remember him from I'm Going to Get You Sucka when he was the pimp who had the fishbowl like shoes. Anyone? (laughs) Nobody saw him. I know the fishbowl shoes. I know the movie. I'm trying to picture the pimp. At some point, he's walking down the street and he's got fishbowl like heels in his shoes. (laughs) Pretty awesome. But uh, he's a uh, drug runner who owes 20 grand to. The drug dealers, yes. Mrs. Miss Catherine, yes. and like her yeah. associate Steve, which is like the worst name for a fucking the Steve. bad guy. Steve. Steve, come here, Steve. Oh, Steve. Steve, we're gonna go here. Steve. Steven, would he, yeah. that would have even been better. Yeah, not even a Steven. No. Just Steve. Steve. They can't Steve. really play that off very well. Steve. Did he Steve. remind any of you guys of Brian? Brian Cranston. Yes. Totally I was going to say if they recast this, <laughs> this today, Brian Cranston. Even his hair, like if Brian Cranston had a bad wig, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Totally. That's who I saw the entire time. <laughs> Brian young Brian Cranston. Yep, young, young Brian and young Cranston. Sid Haig with yes. the Foxy, Foxy Brown. But Link uh, turns in uh, Foxy's fucking the, boyfriend. Even though he's had reconstructive surgery, but Link is on the case. He can oh. tell based on a newspaper clipping. He's an idiot's mom. Oh, man. That's <laughs> the best thing ever. What was it? Oh, Deacon Frost. No, not Deacon Frost. That's Blade. It was Dalton. Dalton for closer. But he gets renamed to, like, Michael Anderson. Mike. Yes. Good black guy name. He's got the newspaper clipping that says, like, what's his name? Michael Anderson, Deacon Ford, Dalton, uh, Dalton Ford. <laughs> Dalton Ford says, Dalton Ford feared dead. And he's looking at it going, hmm. And so he pulls out a little pencil, puts it down, and just kind of shades in around the guy's nose just a little bit. And all of a sudden, he's got it. That's it. Got it. That's all he needs. It's the guy he just met, uh, like, what was that, a few minutes earlier? They left, and then he yeah, came back with it. Yeah. But you know, don't you think it would have been better if like the facial reconstruction was with like a beard? And it would have been better the other way. The picture he didn't have it, so right. he could like draw in the beard. Right, glasses yeah. and a beard and yeah. shit. Like yeah. that should have been how it went. Yeah. I mean her her brother's always like, What am I gonna do? I'm black, I can't sing, I can't dance. Like this guy should have been a detective. <laughs> He's wondering what to do. Should have been a cop for those that deductive reasoning are this like this is him. Yeah. But then it runs in the family because later on after he gets shot and Pam Greer looks at the paper or the newspaper clipping and he's she's like Oh no! Like she could tell what he had done <laughs> yeah. based nose. on that drawing. Based like, on... oh no, you've sold him out. Yeah, yeah. I really so... hope whoever's listening has seen this movie because it's, <laughs> it's going to be confusing. If you know. I think that's pretty much going through. The only thing we missed before that was the dick slapping. Dick. Oh, oh yeah. there was dick slapping. There's dick, dick slapping, slapping from yeah. Mammy. Get that nonsense Mammy out nurse. of here. Yeah. What did she say? No, that nonsense. And well, none I mean, of that now. None of yeah. you know whatever. Michael Anderson. <laughs> Dalton Ford, he's been in, you know, bandages around his face after the reconstructive surgery, and, you know, he hasn't had any action in three months, apparently, because that's out of the question. So, Foxy comes in, tries to romance him in the hospital bed. Nurse comes in, says, none of that. She's going to give him a sponge bath. Apparently, he's still got a boner, and she just, none of that. <laughs> Gets rid of it. That would. Ow. Right yeah. Quick. Do you think there was anyone else in that room, or was that just a single patient room? Because he said it's pulled the curtains. So there's like there somebody laid up there, right next door. Okay. <laughs> in traction. Yeah. 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 The guy in the full body cast. Yeah. <laughs> All you see is his eyes start over. <laughs> there you go. For the remake. Save that. For yeah. the remake. But then, uh, yeah, because uh, uh, her boyfriend's now been gunned down right in front of her, Foxy goes on a one-woman rampage. Well, not really. She infiltrates. It's yeah. not a rampage quite yet. She just she infiltrates the... Uh, because the uh, the drug runners have a uh, what do you call them? the prostitution ring. ring as well. Yeah. The well, you have to. I mean, that's of how course. you do it. Well, apparently they're empire, that's right? So they it. make a deal with uh, some guy from Mexico to fly in the drugs because they do it you know, on Friday, bringing in or whatever <laughs> five days, bringing in the drugs. They've also got uh, the up cla- upper class call girl ring, where they're uh, you know servicing senators and judges. judges. To influence cases, government officials. Then they've got you know as a backup, they also have the uh, the ranch, which is where they manufacture, which is an outhouse in the middle of nowhere, run by these two like hick guys listening. That's also where they turn banjo music, right? They get them hooked on heroin, addicted to heroin, and get them like you know. But then they send them to Haiti. 
I thought that's uh, what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, they just said for people for the for what? the for if you don't do good, they'll send you to Haiti or something. Yeah, like but that. Yeah. Haiti, Haiti, like they say the islands. Yeah, yeah. So so Haiti. they're talking about Haiti yeah, in the islands. They, yeah. That's where they send off the girls who have misbehaved, where they can get a good price to have guys who you know, like whatever they, you can't guys that want to do illegal stuff. Yeah, they go to Haiti to deal with the girls yeah. there. That's what's going to happen to Foxy Brown after she's caught infiltrating the ring. Call girl ring. And how does she find out about the call girl ring? She gets from her brother. Yeah, Link spills the beans. Uh, She goes into the Catherine. They got like call girls and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Foxy changes into this like eye catching wardrobe with the boob window. With the boob window. 70s fashion boob windows. Do we need to explain what a boob window is? No. No, no, because if they want to know, they can look it up, and then their whole world is just opened up. (laughs) But it's an awesome dress. She goes in, and then they change her into another dress. To a less awesome dress. Yeah, it was not as good. No. And And we had, like, a small little, like, like five-minute drama. A little family drama, uh, yeah. The other, other, like, I don't even know. They said black. I was like, was she black? She looked Mexican. she was black. But uh, the other whore well, that before, had a... Uh, real quick, uh, before that, I mean, we get a little bit more... I, I, I liked watching Steve's character progress, because, like, when she first walks into the... And all the whores are there, and Steve's just kind of hanging out at the table. She goes upstairs to change, and Steve actually gets up from the table and goes, and he's pouring a drink, and he's watching her change. Like, Steve, you know, he doesn't... He's supposed to be with the head mistress, or Miss the head, Catherine. Miss Catherine. Yeah. Who's, who she runs the? She's yeah. the white villain, the yep. head white villain. Is she crazy? But yeah, you can the see the white head, if you will. You can see um, Steve wah, wah, checking wah. out Pam Greer, and it's a weird, perverted kind of moment in the film. Well, I like that, that like because that's a moment that almost seems, I would like that <laughs> well, yeah, whole thing yeah. with his character almost seems unscripted because like when you, <laughs> I, I get I bet if you would because there's no lines really to suggest this, but even though he's with Miss Catherine. The idea that comes across through the way that they performed it is that he really has no interest in her at all beyond the fact that, you know, she's the kingpin. And then, but he's got an eye on like all of these hookers that are, you know, in her employ because at some point, you know, uh, Miss Catherine's given the the rah rah speech to a young prostitute, and like if you, if the guy doesn't turn you on, just think of somebody who does. And she looks across the room to Steve, yeah. who winks at her. <laughs> right. Nobody will notice this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, do they do they have something going on? Is that? And then he's like trying to make the moves on Back to the Foxy. Well, I think the relationship was supposed to what parallel pretty much what Foxy lo- are losing her boyfriend, so you're supposed to give the villain like a man that she's obsessed with or whatever, even though it's a more like obsessive, more like uh, yeah. But that like a, I mean that obsession it seems to come on real late in the film. No way, because right from the from the get go, like her first scene, everybody leaves. She's just like Steve. Kiss me. And then the scene cuts. I'm like, that's weird. She is just like, kiss me. I thought of that like in the beginning, like a boy toy type situation where later on it's like true, you know, like. Oh, she's she's, obsessed. She's longing for him, looking at his picture while he's over. Which is kind of awesome. I think it's kind of awesome that, I mean, even though, I mean, they do not like build on this whatsoever, but I think it's kind of awesome having a character that's supposed to be like the kingpin, but showing that they have like this weird psychological weakness, you know. Yeah, which Foxy spots like right away. When yeah. she was, oh, so that's her weak spot. 
dun, dun, dun. I mean, they spell yeah. it out for the audience. I mean, Indeed. you know, right. we're not saying that the dialogue in this movie is like no, award winning right. or the acting. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like everybody kind of seems like, hey, we get to make a movie, you know, I'm your brother. Come help me. Yeah. But compared to Dolomite, it's like light years ahead, I think. It's Shakespeare <laughs> compared to Dolomite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nobody had a soliloquy in this movie. Yeah, I gotta give that to Dolomite. You're gonna watch the trailer. It does rhyme. It does. It's it does. a rhyming trailer. Yeah. Which I don't understand. What the, I suppose that led to rap. Something about rhyming. Oh, I don't think you should get into this subject. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave the history of rap for someone else. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> let's, let's not. I mean, we touch on some subjects we have no idea what we're talking right. about, but let's leave yeah, that yeah, one alone. <laughs> the rhyming, the rhyming is, is is a fact. It is a thing. Yes. Somewhere. We don't know. Yeah. I think you can just rhyme. That's what people do. It's catchy. It yeah. is catchy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish like I knew some of that. Well, you heard the you heard the trailer at the beginning of this, so you know right. what I'm talking about. I can't remember what <laughs> right now, but uh, yeah, yeah, because there was another scene with uh, with Miss Catherine and Steve that, like, I thought they cut away from early. Like, they had a meeting with somebody because they've got a couple of lackeys. There's like the fearsome lackey Eddie, and then there's the dumbass lackey. Uh, Rohim, whatever his name is, Rohim, and uh, went down like in the movies. Or what does he say? I zapped him between the blades. He went down, <laughs> just like in the movies. And he was dead serious. He's like, that's, that's how it works, right? Yeah. And like, then he got back up again, you dumbass, or whatever. Just like the movie. But I think it was after that scene. Like, the two guys leave the room, and you got the soap opera shot where, like, you know, Steve is facing the camera, but behind him is Miss Catherine, and she's all severe looking. And then as soon as they leave the room, she, like, softens up and looks at Steve, and then they cut. And I'm like, there was a line there. I feel it that there was, you know, that was furthering that, like, obsessive, you know, like, come on, baby, why don't we, like, sorry, sorry, baby, I gotta go and, you know, go off and do this other thing. Yeah. You know? It was, like, one of the blow-off moments. But, yeah. Uh, Foxy gets busted. Well, they they, they uh, embarrass this judge who's supposed yeah, was, to... Uh, I don't know. It's not well, a yeah. smart move. It's just kind of... So uh, we should go back to Travis. You were saying about her friend, the other... Yeah, there's the, the other whore that's supposed to show Foxy Brown the ropes or whatever that has, like, a little boy run out. I mean, which is so weird. Like, yeah. I don't know why the husband guy's like, let's go to the place where your mother's a whore for some reason because I don't know... <laughs> Was it his gambling debts? I mean, what the yeah, fuck are te- they like? In, like, I don't get it. Why she's like telephones don't really exist in this movie. I mean, like you have to go. Is it and, nice though? I think it's kind of and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta go talk yeah. to them. Well, the husband. Okay, so the husband shows up because he's like, we're getting out of town or whatever, and I wanted to show you know your son have one last chance to say goodbye to his mama who is in with this bad crowd and won't leave it. And what kind of place holds a woman away from her? Like uh, you don't understand, good, baby. Husband and, and son. She's on so many uppers and downers. Wants and to get your hooks in your She, yeah, yeah. She can't leave it. Well, she doesn't Not want to get she. sent to Haiti. They're scared. Well, you can't quit. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So they rough him up. So they do. And but he starts it. He punt, he throws the first punch. He does. Is that the one with the brass knuckles? No. No. Oh, that was at the very that beginning. Was at the beginning. Yeah, brass knuckles. Like, That's where Eddie was just coming out going. 
<laughs> out of nowhere. He walks, he's the breakfast. creepiest henchman. He just kind of walks, like, right when you need him, he's right there. He's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he just comes what in, did you in the need? doorway. He's always right there, just <laughs> like, waiting to be called on. Very good, sir. Yeah. He's <laughs> just creepy. That he really fine. enjoys his job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I need? Cutter. I need a shotgun. And he comes in. Yes. I think he actually did fold. He does. Fingers. He goes, does. Yes. yes. As you wish, sir. As you wish, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so they get, uh, after embarrassing this judge, which that was actually kind of, I thought that was a cool scene, too, because, uh, you know, they it's Foxy and this other prostitute. And, you know, they're pretending that they're going to have sex with the guy, and they take his pants off and then shove him out into the hallway of this hotel where there just happens to be, like, this uh, group of women. A herd of mothers. They, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. They were mothers or churchgoers or yeah. something, because, like, as soon as they see, I mean, it's a comedy of errors at that point. He bumps into a hotel maid. She starts screaming. The mothers are coming down the hallway. They've got uh, their umbrellas. I'll take care of this. Yeah. And come at him in their It's fashion. definitely an American pie moment you know like today it would be like in an american pie movie you find yourself outside with your pants off you know outside the hotel room all the women are coming (laughs) the first woman to come out of the room like grabs him and won't let go just like what are you you doing yeah it's like a weird hysterical moment like "Ah, ah, ah." i I feel like if you have such a high fancy because i don't this is what i don't get i don't get that there was a hotel room with lots of senators or lots of like government people with horrors (laughs) Yes, and they go into a room, they shove him out a door, and then he's just in the hallway or something like yeah. that. I'm like, where are the... What kind I'm trying of to think it? of the the what type of room situation. Well, like, like, and if you think if uh, you yeah, have a... Uh, the adjoining door. If you have like a high-priced like, call girl place, it's like, don't they usually have whorehouses that you would go to? That it's, way you're not in it's random... It's a random hotel, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mothers are walking around in there. <laughs> kind of like... And there's like a whole party going on with the government like in this one room, but it's just... Eh. Well, maybe that's how it works. I don't know. I'm not an expert on whorehouses. It's like if five former presidents got together and went to the hotel. It's like... Yeah, yeah, you, go, you go to the hotel and then the, you the girls to, come to you but because you, would go you to don't want to go to that would like close off those those levels. Well, somewhere probably. a little more secretive. I'm These just trying to stupid. not to get too real on that. Just, <laughs> right? You know that. No, you're you right. Do. They would they would be a little uh, more I secretive mean, about it. <laughs> I don't think they ever had any problems before. It always worked know. out. And then, well, like the judge said, Foxy Brown liked it. Yeah, yeah. That Foxy Brown. Every guy's Foxy. Foxy she like always. destroys that organization because first of all, the judge doesn't like laughing at penises and just shoving people. And by the way, they're yeah, that was a long creepiest bit. porno, like that projector <laughs> in this room, like that, whatever that was. That was I think that was, that was, that was probably a real time. one. Yeah, yeah, that was probably a real one that, from that time. Oh, man. It just looks like these drunk guys molesting this drunk yeah. girl. It's it, one of those it ones cuts before anything. There's actually no good happens, editing or anything. It's just like they set up one camera and yeah, go. It's probably five hours long. Man, when this movie was made, that's when the classics were being sepia tone. Not that I know anything about this, but the company that put out the 42nd Street Forever trailer collection also has we i discovered on accident a collection of eight millimeter loops all the classic porno loops <gasps> oh yeah they got like volumes of them. just saying dvd yeah. empire or amazon.com wow this is not a plug not in any way related gotta pull up pull up from this nose dive. <laughs> yeah, could you stop counting the money and put it away please <laughs> so uh so uh so that destroys that part of the organization. Well, there, there's something else that she did. That woman. Something else. That woman. 
you know, the, the Miss Catherine was complaining. Like with, it was like a blur to me. That's whole well, I know movie. the next thing that happens, like, like, she in the shows plot. up in costumes. Yeah, she does. She yeah. says some fucking shit to people. <laughs> and the, then, the best like, one's coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the next thing that happens is that she tries to hide the prostitute. Yeah. They end up going, she goes to, like, a lesbian bar. Oh, yeah. That was oh. like, what the Which fuck? Which is like the... It's, <laughs> it's one of the greatest scenes ever committed to, to, to design one. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it looks it's, like a real lesbian bar. It, it, it's like so original. Coming I mean, coming from four guys who've probably never been to a lesbian bar. It's how I imagine <laughs> real lesbian Let's just say, let's just say that the women bar. are not lipstick lesbians. They're not like Barbie not all. movie lesbians. Yeah. yeah. But they're not all like butch b- truck driving lesbians. Those are there. But, but some of that look like too good just to be like good hairstyling and good life. So it's just like, <laughs> god damn, if that person's not like, I, yeah, I think off yeah. the street and yeah. like in <laughs> in the scene, you know. <laughs> like, and one of the greatest lines is when like you know Foxy Brown's like trying to intercede on uh, Juanita or whatever the hell her name is, is case, we'll and this lesbian comes up and she's like, get out of here. And I gotta warn you, I got a black belt in karate, and Foxy yeah. Brown ends up like breaking a couple bar stools out. I Man. got my black belt in bar stools, bitch, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking yeah. awesome tough guy. That line. was not that an awesome tough. That was an awesome tough guy. It was, awesome tough guy awesome tough it was guy hilarious. It's hilarious. Maybe hilarious, <laughs> but not not awesome. It was so awesome. It was so awesome that it was hilarious. It was hilarious that it was awesome. It was One so appropriate for the film we were watching. Yes, yes. there we go. Yes. Spot on. And then there's a brawl that ensues, which is awesome because it's like one of those old, like, John Wayne Western saloon brawls, except it's all lesbians beating the shit out of each other and breaking bar tables. Yeah. Jukeboxes. And this wood paneled bar that reminds you of, like, some. Somebody's basement. 80s basement. Yeah. Yeah. It's red shag carpeting. Yeah. The worst. Well, it's at that point that poor Foxy ends up caught and sent Uh to the ranch. She does. She does. Well, but now you know, she gets she she bottles one dude in the face. Yeah, she bottles him, and he's pissed. He's he wants to get her, cut her, stab her. Well, at the ranch, I mean, yeah, we set up that it's a couple of like Okies or something. These guys, it's, it's kind of like I remember when I first watched this movie. I'm like, man, we've taken like a turn here, right? Like I did not see this scene coming when I started this movie. Yeah, yeah, because Foxy Brown gets straight on raped by this guy. Like, in, yeah. you know, it's like. In movies now, I guess you're kind of used to, they set up the rape situation, and then something happens that keeps it from happening, which I always think is disingenuous in movies. It's like either, you know, if you're going to fucking exploit this and have this in your fucking movie, either treat it like it's a real thing and a problem. Or don't do it at all. There's none of this like, look, you're almost raped, and someone like magically shows up and you know, rescues you. Yeah. Right. So this is like kind of like because it goes all the way. It's like your hero of the movie just got sexually violated (laughs) but somehow you know this is to the tribute of pam greer the movie makers she doesn't lose any of like her you know her 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 presence or power you know when she turns the tables around and it wasn't like a death wish kind of thing where you know it's like well now she's even more justified to deal out you know even more brutal brutality you know it's never yeah it just kind of happens and then it's done yeah, and it's never. Kind and she's of like, "All right, you know, here we go, and I'm gonna fuck you up." <laughs> Which she does. She burns them alive. And well, well, I love it. Yeah, when she took the uh, the coat hangers and like whacked that one guy in the face, and you see like a chunk of flesh like fly off. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Could have been an eyeball. I, I wasn't sure what that was. You could just. Tell. This is gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> 
You could tell they were setting it up that these two guys were going to get it the worst. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't think they did. Well, probably not. I think I burned yeah. alive. That's pretty Dude bad. Dude Propellers has probably got it. The Dude Propellers deserved it. That, but yeah. what, fucking Steve, man? I mean, that's... Well, he oh, because oh, he, he got his manhood. Yeah, they so, cut off his balls. None of that Put it nonsense. in a pickle jar. Oh, that was, that was the back. callback to the... Yeah. yeah. You'll never eat pickles again. There it is. Bad, bad. <laughs> I apologize. No, no bad. more pickle spears. Bad. No more pickle spears for you. But they, uh, the other funny thing about this ranch is like, okay, so these guys are getting these women to, you know, get them into the, basically it's boot camp for this whorehouse, right? You get them all drugged up. You break their will. But they're always like doing other stuff. I mean, dude's running coke. Other guy's working on the car. Well, that's also where they got their main drug, because once she fucks it up, they say that their drugs... That's what it was. That woman. I don't know what happened. One of those guys probably sat on a can of gasoline and blew it up. It was that woman. It was that, yeah. It was that woman. It was. Systematically destroying the Empire, all because they killed her man. They keep setting her up in the position to be where she needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those movies where the villain's just like, no, don't kill her. Right. I want to le- tie her. I want to take her to our most Loosely. important facility. <laughs> take her to our most important facility. Uh, see what she does. Yeah. See, I don't know how much She'll credit you give all the, the Frenchmen. Fact that at some point, Miss Catherine actually, you were right. We should have killed her. Yeah. I want you to kill her now. Go find her and kill her. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. if you would have done, that, I told you, would have been a totally <laughs> different movie. This is the constant villain mistake. This yeah. is the villain. Don't don't torture people. No, just don't kill torture them. people. Don't, don't monologue. Them. Just shoot them oh, right wanna, there and end the movie. I want to make an example of her. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, they had her. Like when they caught her, they actually were like, "Let me cut her." No. Miss Catherine wants her unspoiled or whatever. Yeah. And then they take her back, and then they, with Miss Catherine sitting there, they beat her up. Yeah. This is the one cut her. You can beat up a whore. You don't cut him. Yeah. <laughs> That's too good for him. You gotta keep him pretty. Yeah, you yeah. gotta keep him pretty. Fucking ruin the merchandise. Hit the ribs. Hit the ribs. <laughs> Go for the kidneys. <laughs> and then it's somewhere around there that <clears throat> Foxy teams up with the Black Panthers. They were the civilian, like... Proto-black You got it, yeah, proto... Because, I mean, that's the whole reason of black exploitation, right? The whole reason that you got to take vengeance into your own hands because the cops ain't going to help you and the system ain't there for you, so you got to get out in the street and we got to do your league. own thing. I kind of like that, though. That was an interesting, like, for angle sure. to this. Like, I don't know if you... Because, you know, again, I don't know when I've seen this in a movie recently. It's like on the black street, ghetto, whatever you're talking about, this section of Los Angeles... There's like, because when those guys at the beginning, there's a couple guys like that she recognizes that are dressed, dressed as thumbs, a bum. And they're like, yeah. what's going on? He's like, oh, no, watch. And they take down this pimp, like right in the middle of God and everybody. You know, this big fight scene. Oh, big, whatever. Was, it was big for the budget. And <laughs> the, a baby was involved. It was uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby thrown into the See, but, and that's one of those moments where, I don't know, I, I think that like they keep on punctuating these scenes that are like, yeah, it's okay. But he threw a baby stroller in the middle of the road. You know, they keep on like, they add like a little extra detail or some kind of interest. That's tries like, to be hardcore. Man, yeah, yeah. Just tries to be more edgier than like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Same yeah. Whiteville movie, you know, well, like, like you know, with the guy in the, the in the hallway, you know, it's like you, all you had to do was really kick him out into the hallway, but to have like the gaggle of you know church <laughs> women coming after him and all that that goes on, 
And like, you know, there's, well, I don't know, I was going to say maybe with the bum in the alleyway that, you know, during that fight scene, there's like this bum gets caught up in it for no fucking right. reason. It's like, did they cast that guy? Like, and you know what? We need a bum. We need a bum. Just to be in the middle of this. So Good Samaritan this, bum. Yeah. He starts helping out. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Yeah, no problem. But the uh, they'll just let bums in movies. Wonder, nah, fuck it, let him be in it. Yeah, <laughs> it probably was like a real bum. He just was on the set. But when these two guys Don't show the up, actors, fuck it, use it. <laughs> <laughs> when these two guys showed up at the beginning, I actually thought that they were like undercover cops. Yeah, oh, and then it turns out right, that they're yeah. not undercover cops. They're, they're just they're part of the committee. Com- committee. Oh, How do they? Oh, yeah. It? Just say, just say. Yeah, they like say. Well, you can't committee. talk. You shouldn't talk, John. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. They've got a natural rhythm. dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> I can like dig it. That, just, I was gonna say in that KFC commercial, it's like for those who do not know, I cannot help you. But yeah, committee. Committee. But it was a pretty cool idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop. Okay, it's well, a neighborhood committee. I like how he said it's the committee. Wait, it's committee. Well, that's not how you said it, though. <laughs> yeah, twice they say it. In the beginning, I'm part yeah. of the committee, and later, know. it's like, we are the committee, or whatever, when she gets behind the scenes. Uh, when four white guys relay it, it's committee. That's right. It's <laughs> committee, yeah. Hey, right. you, know you what? got it. You know what? Don't shy away from, you know... That's right. Now, nobody can do the voice yeah, of Marty is, McFly anymore. We're going to have to I get mean, all deep into this other topic. Let's, I'm pretty sure... I, yeah. I'm not even touching that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were touching it. I let us down this road. All right. You so, anyway, it. thinking that I like the idea that it was... Was like you know we we can't rely on the police or the man. Like who's, the, who's the man then? Well, white guy. Well, just man. white, white you know? oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. they're taking they're oh, taking this. <laughs> they're getting the trash off the street. This drug pusher. <clears throat> they're not going to kill him. They're just going to put him on a train and send him to another town. Which, so I was like, no, they're going to kill him. I'm hoping right? that that was like uh, that was like bastard, using like, like, metaphor, playful language. Like, oh no. No, we're gonna put him on a train. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, that's what I was pretty sure. It's like they're not putting him on a train anyway. Yeah, I guess so they're they are the like whole, they're like, the they're fire all... barrel like Mexican gang. Like, <laughs> that's what they're doing. That dude rolling down a hill. On fire. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Roll down. A, we're gonna put him in a barrel, roll him down a hill, get him all shaken up. I'll teach him. I'll learn him. Yeah, light him on fire. No, yeah, they light him on fire. <laughs> they do the uh, what's the tongue necktie thing? I yeah, Colombian necktie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colombian necktie. <laughs> Italian necktie. They're gonna do the uh, what is it? The eagle? What's the eagle thing? I don't know. You take the lungs out and the the Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> no, it's called the I can't recall it. Some eagle, the bleeding eagle, or something like that. It's when you take someone's lungs out and set it on their chest. I can't recall. I can't recall the specifics. It's very gory, and I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure this. Well, we're all we're all talking about like South American, yeah. like drug lord, drug yeah, cartel. I hope none of them hear this. Not like the Cosa Nostra knocking like, at your right. door. They just put them on trains or whatever. We quote unquote put them on a train. Yeah. Like, where'd your podcast? Yeah. I know another group of we got a few people questions put for people you. on train. <laughs> Would but, you like to take a trip to Belize? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> this is my imagining of yeah, us yeah. getting fucked up for this yeah. podcast. <laughs> right. It gets to South America. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, we're fucked. Hey. We can't be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> There's the every every yeah, okay. They don't know where we are. Yeah, no last names. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Every 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 black comedian has the fucking white person voice, so we could totally be like Nah, damn fool! Because they fucking have white people voices. That's it's true. Not, it's true. Uh, it's not fu- exactly. We gotta quit acting like it's like. God damn it! Back in the days of uh, 
Archie Bunker. It's like we used to be able to talk openly about racial differences. Now we're all too afraid. Well, all right. We want to offend people. Then if you're going to say committee, use your black man voice. All right. Well, what did you What did you think of the? I mean, now you know in the 2000s, mid mid twenty tens, the twenty teens. Looking back at like the politics of this movie, I mean, you guys had just seen this for the first time. I mean, was it? Uh, well, I guess give me like your impressions of just you know whatever was going on in They're this. Pretty much making the same movie nowadays. You think? Oh yeah. Do you think this is? I, I thought this was like more I, honest. I just in some saw ways. the Purge too. The Purge two was black characters who were the victims. White people were the evil rich people, or they were the ones out purging themselves, killing the poor black people. It wasn't really like, oh no, there's some white people too. There happened to be some white people stuck outside in the situation. There happened to be a white guy who was out purging that like helps them or whatever. But other than that, yeah, the villains. It's pretty much a white. Bad yeah, there guy are movie. no redeemable white characters. Oh no, there is. There's there's uh, Michael Anderson's white boss and for, that doctor. And that's for us, the white audience. But the tone of the movie is really, you know... Because like I said, the you know the Purge 2, you had all white characters are the ones shooting the weapons, talking about how they have rights by the government and all this jazz, right? Yeah. So it was very, I mean... Even though they even had a blood, the main black character say, like, how we no longer worship... Jesus or Allah, but we worship Smith and Wesson. But then, how do they save the day at the end? It wasn't with fucking oh, Jesus. I haven't seen it. It's not. The, I haven't seen it. It's not the ending of the movie. I'm yeah. just saying that they use. They still use weapons, even though they're make. Even though the movie's making a case like against it, they still use weapons to yeah. get their power back. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think that this had like. I don't know. It it felt more genuine or maybe, you know, more angry. Maybe that's the the feeling of the time. It's like, you know, that, that we have a collective collectively black filmmakers have like some kind of voice and so they're going to well, try this and a white filmmaker? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean really all this is is the white man is still just taking on all oh, this is the the cultural mentality of the people going to see movies. We're making movies about it. It wasn't. I don't think it had any like real like. Yeah, man. They're well, speaking the. Well, I don't. I think mean, it was Roger Corman making money. Yeah. It was still the same like white Jews but making all the money. Whether that was the intention, it could have been adopt uh, ad- adopted as. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that's what I'm sure. It's like you know what your audience is, and, and then you get like you know your actors and your crew together, and you're like you know. So what can we do to you know what's going to make this more you know feel more genuine? And I'm sure there's input and stuff that goes on. Uh, I would say there'd have to be. I doubt. I, I don't know the man, but I, I doubt Jack Hill was tapped into that, you know. I would wonder, though, because a lot of people, like, if you watch interviews, you know, especially, I mean, I guess more of my, the interviews I've seen, I mean, they relate to comics, but they might relate to all, where, I mean, black people were kind of pissed at always seeing their characters as pimps and coke deal. I mean, they didn't get normal characters. Right. They got right. the black exploitation really yeah. upheld the negative... Uh, you know aspects of their culture they didn't necessarily do a lot i mean yeah they were positive for the taking the power in your own hands but they were also negative for making it look like right they were only into pimping and coke dealing <laughs> and like it's like know. shit man i like the movie but i go to work too yeah exactly like, yeah. i'm an accountant like, <laughs> like where's you my know, movie it's one of those it's like yeah <laughs> 
You know, I mean, well, I mean, whenever you're making, you're saying, I mean, all movies are to me exploitive in a yeah. certain way, right? Yeah. I mean, it's entertainment. It's right. not necessarily supposed to be like, yeah, man. You know, like even the purge I'm talking about, you know, it's still entertainment. You know, regardless of the the things I see in it that you know speak to me, I'm like, oh, this is what they're saying, or this. It's like, yeah, it's still a movie, yeah. regardless of whatever they're putting in it. But. uh Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes... Well, it just it seems I mean, like... Plan, plan, okay, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes was filmed, and that came out in 73. Yeah. So that was the black exploitation, and that's why that was the film where the apes finally took control, and, like, I mean, the movie was almost going to be rated R. They had to cut it down to a PG. I mean, that's how much they were going to put in the violence of uh, just the culture that the, that the civil rights movement, like, you know... Well, I thought it was... I mean, I guess there was, you know... I like the fact that even you know the the target audience for this movie, I think that the, that they're talking to is you know can relate to Foxy Brown because she's basically, I, mean, I don't know, you can't say she's middle class, right? But she's basically she has employment somewhere. Black female, that's she's who like two, two second class, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, of you know, she's not a drug dealer. She's not a prostitute. She's the st- strong, like black female character. Yeah, like, she's hooked up with a guy who's to, uh, a cop. So I mean, like, you know, she's like of the affluent. Well, see, that's yeah. not right either. No, no, I think you're right. She's of the people, at least uh, of the people. What do you mean? Yeah. She, you know, she's at least like she represents kind of a normal, right? It's just the average like, middle class. Yeah, your average yeah. Well, person that class. isn't into into crime, you know, into right. crime. You but know? then she goes into that underworld to, you know, yeah, get, to get so it. it's like you're you're voyaging into the underworld with her, you know, because on this mission of but she's like really comfortable with it somehow, just dating yeah. a cop. <laughs> well, she's dating a cop, and her brother is a heroin well, yeah, dealer. Yeah, this dealer. isn't the first incident she's had to deal with <laughs> yeah. involving her brother. Yeah, yeah. And she's in with she the, the people from the committee, so, you know, clearly, you know, she's on the right side of right, not necessarily the law, you know? Right, you yeah, know it's all saying? about, for sure. Well, because she can't trust the law. Yeah. Um, did we mention the car chase in the beginning? The upside down? Oh, yeah. The brother? Yeah, we the, didn't mention it, but that yeah. was pretty sweet. That, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, for 1974, for low having low, no budget. I mean, granted, right. you do something better in like the French Connection. Yeah, but it was just you know again adding that extra element to make like a, you know it, she bounces this guy off the roof of her or the hood of her car. So she's driving around, you know, trying to get this guy off her car. So he's hanging onto the hood of the car. You've seen that before. So what do they do different? Her brother is like upside down, going through the sunroof, and his legs are sticking out the top of the car. So you've just got this weird image of the car with two feet or two legs sticking out the top, and this dude on the hood of the car, yeah. you know, speeding through uh, the streets at night. And like you say, it's not the first time you know she's had to help out her brother. You get the impression that just based on hand- the way she handles that chase, and I mean throughout the film that. She, you know, she doesn't become Foxy Brown. She is Foxy Brown at the start of this movie, you know, based on. But well, he know, calls yeah. her right from the get go. Yeah. You know, all it is is dude walking down the street nervously. You know, fucking. You know, the the dudes like come to the taco stand, hot dog stand, or whatever. First thing he does is call her. I'm like, what a pussy, this guy. Calls his sister. Yeah, but, right yeah from the man, but she's a whole lot of woman. He knows. Like, if you're gonna call, yeah. but did you notice too? Like when he actually got back to <laughs> her Foxy. house, she like. I mean, she's completely in, in charge. She's like, just you lay low while I while I think about what to do next. Right. Yeah. 
So that's the relationship that they've had, you know, in their life. Apparently, it's like she's the one who's got the head on her shoulders, and he's the irresponsible, like always getting into trouble. And so, then later, she doesn't kill him <laughs> when she finds out that this he, has me asking more social questions than like about the movie. I was like, is that like a, a black female's role? Is to like. You know, the Big black mom. dude's got to deal with, you know, oh, shit, you know, Whitey's after me and this and that, blah, blah. Well, that's so only she him. She had to be like, calm down, baby. But I that's not it. the case of uh, her boyfriend, because she, like, the black woman in this movie is like, the way that she greets him, he's asleep in the bed. She comes in and gives him a hand job in the bed. Like, you're well, no, so, she she's up, so, like, ec- or, yeah. Well, yeah, they got to that. She's so excited but sexually by her man. They're like, that's the, like, that's the hello or the kiss good morning is the blowjob you know to wake him up so it's like there's there's that versus the so there's that versus the way that she deals with her what's happening there's some sidebar conversation going on there's that versus the way that she deals with her brother you know what I mean <laughs> yeah well, uh, yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Well, he's a weak dude. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an actor uh, and everything. He's a skinny like guy. He's like pounds. Black Ichabod Crane. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for all the coke he's been doing. He's got the good stuff. Yeah, you got to have the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, white people are so evil in this movie that when you're when you're when your black man is is corrupt, he even dates a white woman. I mean, that's how like evil white people are in this movie. Yeah. White woman corrupting the black man by like. Egging them on, you know. The black woman's like, oh no, lay law, take care of things. White woman, egging, egging them on, wanting to sell the coke, and like, oh yeah, we'll do the coke together all night Did long. Did you get the impression that she was egging him on, though, or that was just like, well, you know, that, like I said, that's to me, he the was like filmmakers, like, you know, just by putting her in there. You didn't see a lot of other, like, interracial couples in this movie. It was really him and his white female, because he was like the weak brother who was the uh, coke, you know, dealer guy, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be a statement, mm-hmm. could not be a statement. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he was, yeah, because he, he was like, well, that was in that relationship, he was able to be the strong guy. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah the yeah. weak white woman. Yeah. Does does Foxy ever find out that he's back to dealing coke? No, no, because he hides the stuff, right? She, yeah, she tells him to get the fuck out of town. No, yeah. she, she just tells she, him to get the fuck out of town, and then the dudes come in and kill him. Yeah, because she smashes everything, but she doesn't yeah, touch that dresser that he hides the... Right, yeah. So she doesn't know. Like, she thinks that he lost on gambling bets, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he got away with when it. They, when they sh- ended up shooting him, did, did I see that, like, he shoots, but somehow blows the foot off the chair? But still somehow got him in the side. Like there was some wonky yeah. mechanics to that gunshot. Uh, uh, yeah, because Steve Steve kills Link like right. on accident. Right. That, that was kind of like you know the guy's got to like step up and prove that he's, he's a man. To, you know he's shaking. That was like with the gun. It's like that's, if, that's, if you don't the, tell me, I'm gonna. That's, oh. that's the deepest character development in this movie. Steve, the fact that yeah. Steve was shaking when he had the gun. Yeah. Yeah, he's shaking. And did he saw off the wrong end of that gun, or how does that work? I thought he saw it off shotgun. You saw it off the handle. Did he do both? No, he saw off the, no, he saw uh, the barrel. Oh, you never the yeah, handle. No, yeah. I mean no. you could saw off the barrel if you want to be like all concealy. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with the barrel or the handle. <laughs> I gotta the get handle. straight. Okay. Well, no, if it's a sawed off shotgun, the barrel is sawed off. Okay, so the you handle. Can't, I mean, most of the time the handle is too because it just yeah. looks weird if you have a long handle on a shotgun that's right. sawed off at one end. Yeah. Usually you do both. 
The idea is just to conceal it, right? Well, short range. Short range. Because the long yeah. barrels for accurate long range. Right. You do and short. That, plus, that shit sprays. Plus, when you when you when you saw it, it's going to have more uh, spray. Yeah, more more. Yeah, not, I mean, yeah, spray. But when you shoot the rounds, there's like all the little metal bits from sawing it off, and like uh, the shit. Well, actually, there's more shrapnel and whatnot. More spray, yeah. you might say. <laughs> well, but spray, spray. When you say spray with firearms, that's talking about that's spraying with firearms. So I don't want to say spray. Okay? <laughs> I know you want me to use that word. I'm I not going to really use do. that word. It I means do. something different with firing guns. <laughs> spraying is like what M16, spray, like an automatic, right, right, right. like. That's got spread. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, spread. 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 <laughs> yep. Spray. It's like a code. I'm it's still going to use volumetric spray. Volumetric code. <laughs> spray. I will continue to Fine. Spray. Go around talking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. People are going to correct you. You're going to look like a fucking idiot. That's not what I know. What I'm <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'll spray all over you. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to wrap this what, are, we what? are we done with Foxy? We got, I don't think we're done yet. Yeah, we get some time. Well, yeah, and uh, I wanted to point out because I was talking to these guys earlier about um, violence and like Scorsese pictures, you know, specifically Casino and Goodfellas House. Like the blood from a bullet wound is just like a blood stained shirt where he got hit. And this movie does that too with Link when Link gets shot. The, the red blood makes its return, it's the bright red paint. It does, yep. That's with his girlfriend, right? Was it because that's all they had at that time? No, they though? fucking shot that one guy in the head, and squibs went off on his head. Uh, yeah, twice. Blue holes. Yeah, Later which on. I'm like, that had to be dangerous as hell. It yeah. looked, it looked dangerous, yeah. definitely. But I like, I mean, you know, obviously they didn't have enough money for everybody to have squibs. Yeah, but it was cool, and I appreciate the low budget charm of just you know like spreading red right. paint on somebody. And just having them fall over on the uh, Saturday yeah, night. He had like some show podcast. How many different types of blood have you seen in the early seventies? Though it's I, all that bright red, that paint. bright red paint, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't recall any like realistic. Ones. That's why I'm like, was it when like the projection quality was yeah, so like bad when you saw that so in the theater? Low. It was I red, or I don't know. That's what I was thinking. The light was so low that nobody came out as a darker red, or maybe they were worried about it looking too real. Maybe they were aware that, nah, we don't want to get that real on it. No, this is a movie, dude. That same kind of bright red. I'm thinking it's for censorship reasons. We should probably look this up at some point. Because that's the reason why, like, even, like, Evil Dead, why they go to pink blood is for censorship reasons. They didn't want to X. So you lightened up the blood. There was a problem back then. There was one guy in the 70s who did all the blood. Guarantee it. Just one guy. It's like Johnny's House of Blood. That was he it. He ran around to that every was, different yeah, country. Every, every country. And they got Red every 40 movie. or whatever. That's yep. it. That yeah. was it. He worked at Sherwin-Williams. Yeah, exactly. They had a surplus in red. Who was the guy who said, like, if we put a little blue in this, just saying, this is going to look more like real blood. Yeah. Some dude. Some guy <laughs> who has lost the time now. I but this man like, was a fucking genius. <laughs> some dude who killed someone was like, that's not what blood looks like. <laughs> the, the red blood is blood. It's almost like ultraviolet, right? Uh, I mean, it, no, it, it's cheesy. It it's adds, too thick. Oh, you think it's more... It's, the, the it's, garish it's red is like more... 
more like, than, disgusting somehow. It's more, yeah, it's more. Uh, you got that sensational, and, and, I guess. Well, the opposite would be like the the motor oil blood we see nowadays. I like I you like see that black blood. The, yeah, it's it's almost a browner. Like you see they did in like that Predator. I just watched Predator. They did that in Predator with like on the leaves when they hung it, like in the the cameras doing that pan up. Something. It looks like black liquid on the leaves. But it's almost his blood. Like Rob Zombie uses it to a certain degree. Like um, I want to say in Halloween Two, which. Just take my word for it. Don't go watch that movie. But like when I think when Annie dies in the second one, spoiler, like it's his his blood is always just dark and brown and it's just a weird color. And I and you, don't, that, you don't attribute that to like post processing of the image I mean, after I'm, the fact. I'm sure, but I'm. But when blood is dark, just you pull blood together. It's I mean, dark. Well, it depends yeah, where. Like, I think it depends where it comes from in the body. That's true too. My brother's what a butcher. oxygen? What oxygen hits it? Exactly. My brother's a butcher. He talks about when he cuts something open, you see like pinks, reds. Yeah. Blacks. I mean, you get all colors in there. But I think but definitely for, the oxygen for sure. Right. I think for censorship reasons, like it's easier to get I'm away with that, that much blood if it's not red, if it's just that oily brown color. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's why he employed it in those. But I mean, that's kind of like the opposite of the spectrum of the bright red blood we see back in the seventies. Right. Forgot my point. I, well, it's almost it's, orange. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it was the. I think it was my point you were talking about. Forgot the point. My point was that you know it's more sensational to see the the red. It's almost, and it's probably not, but it's it's you know like they're commenting on the violence, you know, with with the extreme be. red. I just saw Conquest of the Planet of the Apes the other night, and that's got a lot of like red. I mean, it's got <laughs> just shit tons of that red makeup on the monkey masks, and mm-hmm. I mean, and it just it's very weird. Maybe, yeah, it's very striking when it shows up. It's just the shitty film processing of these low-budget movies. Maybe they had to like make a blood that was going to stand out. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's, they had to make sure it showed through. Because I mean, probably, especially yeah. I'm thinking about the apes. It's like if it was dark on black masks or whatever, how would that show up? So maybe they're always thinking about you know how it's going to show up with the light and all that jazz. Yeah. yeah. Well, well hey. to be continued. All right, well, I guess we are running out of time, so we should probably, probably do some wrap-ups. Oh, no, I don't know if that's so it. so much more about this. <clears throat> did we talk about the guy? I mean, that, yeah, we did. I mentioned the guy that got wrecked. Right. Right. He didn't get out of the way of the airplane. And the Even propellers. though it's like, just move to your right or your left. <laughs> just, and he just stands there. Ah! You can see oh. why people make fun of these nowadays. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, why yeah, people sure. parody this shit, because yeah. my God. But when they parody it, it's like, it's almost, they just do the, I mean, they do they exactly the same thing. Yes. Yeah, where it feels like it could be this movie. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. So, you know, again, you know, I'm showing it because it. when I first watched it, I came to it, you know, out of that whole, like, you know, Tarantino black exploitation dealio. And so when I watched it, I'm like, okay, you're just kind of going through, like, you know, here's the black exploitation movies. And it was like, man, this has got like a kick to it. It's doing some type of, you know, it is making sure, at least to me, that you're never bored. That you're, it's throwing something, either nudity, violence, you know, there's something happening in like every scene that's like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, you don't need to do this much, but yeah, no scenes seem to go on too long like they do in Dolomite, you know, where it's like, get on with it already. Like, you can almost, you know, cut out all those rhymes and uh, (laughs) but why would you? It's gold, (laughs) gold, Dolomite is my name, messing up motherfuckers is my game. Yeah, 
and the message at the end. I mean, finally, when we get to the to the final boss, you know, the evil. What's her name? Cat, Miss Catherine. Miss Catherine. Catherine. Uh, Steve. And Steve. After she's castrated her lover. Yeah. Oh. So she gets the. You can't do that. Pickle no. spear dick in the jar. <laughs> and it's, dick. We find out that it's Steve's, and you know she doesn't kill. No, she knows it's Steve's. But like she one knows. glance at it, she's like Steve. That's because he's got like a mole on it. I swear to God, no, they're like they're special looking or something. Like he had triangle balls <laughs> or something. <I> don't know. <laughs> she was uh, so obsessed. Though. It must be something yeah, special. She died the polygonal balls. But Foxy Brown doesn't kill her. No, oh, sir. Torture. Now she's made her like her. Made Miss Catherine like Foxy Brown. That's right. You've lost something, too. Now you have to live with that. Yeah, but it sets it all up for, like, Steve's still alive, technically. Yeah, he is. She's story. still alive. It sets it up for a sequel, a revenge. Like, they're coming back. They're going to get Foxy burn, Brown. Burn, Foxy, burn. Burn, Foxy, burn. You burn, know, there's Foxy. a Scream, Dracula, Scream, same studio. Yeah? I'm just saying. Yeah. Wow. Whoever's coming up with the titles was... <laughs> anyway, uh, Brent, one, your wrap-up one, one guy in Foxy office. Brown. My I'll trade you that for a beer. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I can't say that my experience with uh, black exploitation films is very extensive. I mean, it's this and Dolomite, really. I mean, what, you haven't seen Black Dynamite? I've seen Black Dynamite, but... but come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we can That's a count fake that. One. Can't count it. It's a spoof. I've seen Jackie Brown. It's not a black exploitation movie. Oh, the music. He had to make that little place. Well, the music. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, having seen this versus Dolomite, like if I'm going to compare the two, this, uh, you know, it's way better. Um, it's it's a film that you can, yeah, like you're saying, there's nothing boring about this movie. It's it's well produced, I think, for what they had to work with, right? I mean, it's by no means like a Hollywood, you know, big picture. It's, it's, it knows, uh, how do I say that? I can't say that. Um, it, <laughs> it knows. Nobody, you're, nobody's uh, I was going to say it fine. knows its place, but that makes me sound. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> wow. Maxie Brown, you know your place. Wow. Beep. <laughs> and edit? Edit point. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's, you know, I mean, I think it's a group of filmmakers, <laughs> young filmmakers going out and wanting to do something that they're passionate about. And I think, unlike Dolomite, I think they pulled it off in this one. I think that the issues that they raise, they address certain things that they want to address, and they, you know, they, they have their statement and they make it. And it's they do it in an enter- entertaining way. Um, with a lot of originality to it, like the I just go back to the lesbian bar scene. And <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in another film, um, and yeah. So for that, I would highly recommend this film. Check it out if you haven't. Um, yeah, probably. I want to go see Coffee now next. Let's see what that's all about. This Perhaps. is like Brent's awakening to exploitation. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's I've only seen two, so I well, no, neither. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, I was talking more like sexually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never cared yeah. for uh, black exploitation movies. They just, I don't know, they're they're fun ideas. They're funny to poke fun. Like I look at the cover, laugh at the title. That's as far as I really want to go with black exploitation. I just, I don't know, they're too cheap for me. I mean, they're I mean they're just like grindhouse movies, right? There's like 
It's exactly the same. Maybe thing. one or two that it's like, oh my god, you can like finish this movie all the way through and not fucking hate yourself, you know, for spending the hour doing it. But uh, not too many of them actually uh, succeed. And uh, I don't know, this movie just uh, nothing special to me. Nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, it had like nothing to me. I mean, Pangreer's tits had some good music. Eh. Other than that, like, yeah. oh my god, I don't know. And that a good movie makes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've seen more. I, don't, I mean, it's always easy to be like, ah, the money, the blah, but I've, I've probably seen a little bit better done with less money, you know, just because, I mean, yeah. Usually, uh, you know, when you have less, you tend to try to do more, but these guys, when you're making, when you're just trying to make a buck, you know, with a movie in theaters for a week or two. Man, know. there was a plane in this movie. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's more than a lot of these types of movies can say, I think. That could be, but uh, it doesn't. I'm not going to give it, you know, props for being a good movie because they put a plane in it. <laughs> you know, I can't. Hey, had hair. All of them, you know. All the actors had their teeth, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, as much as people like black exploitations, I do not recommend it just because I don't like black exploitations. They, I mean, they don't connect with me on a social level. They don't connect with me on a uh, on a uh, even just a film level. I always feel like, I mean, I don't I don't ask for much when it comes to the the look of my movies, but these are the type of movies where it literally looks like they take one light. Put it in the corner, turn it on, and then make the movie. You oh, know? you haven't seen Dol? Yeah, I mean Dolomite is. I bet. <laughs> that, I bet. This is yeah. so much better than, than that. Well, that's that's where kind of where my wrap up comes in. I mean, like Brent said, I haven't had much uh, experience with black exploitation films as well. Um, it might just be Black Dynamite, this, and Dolomite. That might be it. But in in that regard, like I mean, comparing to Dolomite, I mean, it's this was. Foxy Brown was a well-made movie, I think. Um, uh, I didn't notice any... I mean, technically speaking, it's it's well-made. You know, again, you don't see the boom mic coming anywhere. Um, the story is actually... I mean, it's a cohesive story uh, going yeah. through it, yeah. with, you know, which I got to give. I haven't seen a lot of them, but that seems like maybe that's a rare thing and stuff like this. No? But it, they did that well. I mean, they followed the story. It was good. Um, uh, the black exploitation movies. I mean, it's it's a novelty to me. I would never say I'm a big fan of this type of filmmaking, but I do enjoy them when I watch them. Um, you know, uh, Pam Greer, she gets my thumbs up. Uh, I mean, uh, I'd have to see a lot more. I don't think I'm going to, but I'd have to see a lot more to kind of say what is better about the genre. Um, versus what is bad, but I mean, this was, uh, this was a good enough movie for me. I'd recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. I was going to say it's equivalent to dumpster diving. I don't know. Every once in a while, you know, you go. No, I agree, hundred percent. You go on these kicks, right? Of like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a movie omnivore. Right? It's just like the Where weekend, the, the week old steak you found at the bottom. Yeah, like, still good. Well, no, no, no. It's like you kind of like, you know, it's like. It's like, well, here I hear there's something over here, this black exploitation thing, that's something that Pam Greer, I don't know, whatever, you know, yeah. like Isaac Hayes, maybe you heard of, or, you know, somebody. And so you're like, you watch one, and then you watch some more, and then it's, you just, you know, I have enough interest in these things when I, I usually, like right now I'm going through giallo films like uh, Motherfucker, just because it's like, that's what I do, I guess. I get bored with what's out there right now or whatever, 
you know, you watch enough of that, and it's like, you know, you go off in these diversions, like, what is this? Every, people keep talking about this thing. What is it? And I just go, you yeah, know, you get on a kick, and I get in a kick and do a bunch of them. This is the one I bought. Well, I bought this, this in Shaft as like, you know, to put on the shelf is like, here's my representation <laughs> of the black <laughs> for your black friends when in they come case, over, no, and like, no, look, in case anybody, no, like, it's like in the future <laughs> when the fucking bombs drop or whatever, and the aliens show up, and they're like, what? They will have a representation of like. There was this thing called black exploitation. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to. In the future, when the black ancestors. people take over, I will have these movies to show I'm on their side. That's where <laughs> I, I thought you were going. <laughs> I look, look, I know what the funny thing is, though. They said in the. This would be in the 2000s. This is, again, in the post Tarantino era, where, I mean, it's a credit to him that a lot of these things got, uh, you know, oh, yeah. exposure again. Sure. But. The uh, you know all the stars of these films you know Pam Greer Fred Williamson Jim Brown all these guys yeah. go to conventions and the people who come up to them are like thirty year old white guys forty year old white guys you know yeah. it's like they may, at the time the movies were made the only people who went to see them were black audiences now the only people who even remember them are old white guys, you know? It's like, because there's a certain Because we emulate black people so much. Well, because there's an, enjoyable, there's an enjoyable level of, uh, it, it was a kitsch or camp, you know, to watching these movies. You can't say that, like, oh, the performance of anybody in this movie <laughs> was, like, you know, Oscar-worthy. I mean, Sid that's Hank, what I've always Yeah, yeah there you go. You know, well, because he, he's a you lively character. Well, yeah, he's, he's got a personality. He can talk, yeah. Uh, Pam <laughs> Greer has a presence. You know, she's got a physical she's got a couple beauty, presences. and she's got a presence, and there's a... Uh, Black yes. Linda Carter. Yeah. <laughs> giant boobs. Chest. But, uh, and a giant chest. But I've always thought that maybe she was an actress of limited range. I mean, I thought that even watching Jackie Brown, yeah, you yeah. Kind of get the idea sure. that like, Tarantino thinks highly, more highly of her than I think she's worth, unfortunately, as an actress. You know, her skill. No, I think that's. I don't know. Oh, no, I think you're right, but man, that, that was rough. Yeah, but it's well, only rough it's, if it's she. Deserving. It's only rough if she thinks otherwise. You know, like well, maybe she. Maybe she knows. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> but I think you know it's apparent. You know, when you watch this movie, I think you can see the edges of like you know where. I mean, again, she's young here, and she I mean, we develops. do know that like Britney Spears has made movies. Uh, that, I mean, a lot of people that aren't good actors that are just good looking. Yeah. Are in movies and like I mean that's what all these actresses are. Almost all of them from Grindhouse, Black Spoilers, they're good looking. They're easy yeah. on the eyes, yeah. and they don't sound like completely like you know retarded when they talk. You know, <laughs> yeah. like they can actually like deliver a line. Right. You know, even if it, who knows how many though. takes. Right. We don't know how many takes. <laughs> Foxy Brown could have been. Like, I would say the first. Yeah. It was uh, probably the first. <laughs> I would take. say the first yeah, take. <laughs> but I think that's the thing too. It's like for you know again, like all these other guys are or Brent and, uh, and Sean were saying. At least it's a competently made, really low budget movie working with very little resources. You know, it's just crank this shit out and make money. That's the that's uh, that's the bottom level. It's like as long as you do that, you're fine. And I think that these guys went above that. I think you know with like we're talking about the little levels of interest and. And you know, mixing this fine brew of uh, exploitation elements, it's one of the better exploitation movies. I think that you know, if you just consider it that, right? Know, yeah, it's entertaining. It in, uh, you know, you watch it and it's not like, oh, fuck, when the hell is this thing? You know, there is some lively stuff happening every once in a while. I mean, there's a difference in pace, you know, versus movies that you'd watch now. I mean, right. they kind of unfold the story by telling you like every part of the story along the way, but it makes, you know, 
sense. You got to give uh, it some credit in the yeah. fact that out of I'm sure many black exploitation movies that were made, this is one I've heard of. Yeah, like it's well, at least survived that Foxy test of Brown. time. Yeah, I mean, like never Foxy heard of him. Brown. You never heard of it's a Foxy her. Brown? Not the rapper. Her name's Foxy Brown. Foxy nope. Brown. Yeah. You Google Foxy Brown. Uh, I, I, I have I have probably. known of Pam Greer as Foxy Brown and Coffee. Oh, okay. To give that, give it some credit in that regard. See, that's why I wonder if, like, would I recommend to you Shaft? Like, of all the other ones, I mean, there's fucking there's hundreds of black. Well, that's what I'm saying. Dozens. Well, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of. You're talking to the guys who've seen two. Of no, that's what I'm like, trying to figure out. So there's there dozens like or thirty or forty. There's at sure. least right. And, yeah, at least there's forty. There's got to be so forty or fifty. There has to be even. Yeah. Shit does it deserve its own section in a video store? Mm, uh, there may not be that many. It, okay. You'd find them probably under most of them action, going to action. Adventure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or because eventually, like we were talking outside, they got they got kind of crossbred with the Asian martial arts films, and you got Jim Kelly. Who was a? He was a black um, martial artist. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was a black. <laughs> well, he, was black he was black belt Kelly. He was a belt. He was movie. just an actual black belt. belt Kelly. He was awesome. But because of that, and because of the strength of the the black exploitation audience, they put him in uh, Enter the Dragon, the which Dragon. was Bruce Lee's first big budget, you know, uh, American movie. So where was I going? That's with my that? favorite black exploitation. But like movie. Shaft, it's I think is like. Because that's a major <laughs> studio film. Like, this is American uh, International. That's right. Paramount, right? Uh, it's Warner? Warner, maybe, I think, Warner. put out. But, I mean, it was a studio put out, Shaft. That was made by a black filmmaker, Gordon Parks. Uh, you know, whether you can tell it. The thing I was saying outside is Shaft was written the novel. It's mm, uh, right. as a white character, and they cast him black, and it's like, okay, we're just going to do this. And that became, I think, Shaft is probably the first real black exploitation movie where it was like you know everybody could go to see this movie of any color stripe you know in the audience and like he's an action hero I want to be Shaft Shaft's a bad motherfucker you know it's in, it's in, the, it's in the song hey about, he's uh, just talking about Shaft right? <laughs> and Foxy Brown is I think you know or coffee Pam Greer became like the epitome of the, yeah, female, the female version of, yes. of Shaft are so, these her how many black exploitation films did she do uh, well, there's Sheba Baby, Friday Foster, <laughs> Blackula, yeah, Scream Blackula 2, she's in that. She's Scream in Black Big Bird Cage. I want to say she's maybe in Arena. There's like a, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was say there's like, a score. You could say a shit ton. That's fine. <laughs> well, a shit ton, like, dozens, I would dozens, say. Yeah. Dozens, yeah. Dozens, and then, but that's the thing. It's like, I think maybe, you know, even though I'm saying that she had a limited range, I think that you know, if this was any, if this was a white woman at that time, probably would have went on to like bigger stuff than something wicked this way comes and whatever the hell she did after that before she fell into. Uh, like, I don't see it. Like I said, I think she's a limited actress. I don't necessarily think if it would have just been a white woman, she would have went on to other things. She is a limited right. actress. She would show her boobs yeah. probably from the first film she did. And, and you then, know, so she can pull off forever. action or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of action. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think she's just convincing. She's, you know, you know, she's hot. Yeah. And that's the Pam Greer appeal. That's the I guess, Pam Greer right appeal. She's yep. a hot woman. I mean, that's all Barbarella, all this jazz, right? You mm. get a hot chick, put it in this type of movie, eh, there you go. Yeah. You know, we don't necessarily need her to, like, serve any other interests, but, you know. Right, I think it does. I think that's my point. I think the movie does reach a little bit, not a whole lot, 
a just little bit just to the bit old white guys like you're saying the, <laughs> above the line that has to like here's the bottom line it goes a little bit it's a little bit of an overachiever because uh, I've seen other ones that are worse, I'm and, sure. they didn't, <laughs> and they like, didn't have planes. I yeah. couldn't even venture yeah. into that world. I just know it's like oh, uh, Blackenstein. That's terrible. Oh, Dear that's Lord, Lord. No, I can't believe that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Ganja and Hess. That was pretty terrible too. But Spike Lee's remaking it is the sweet blood of the Jesus. I'm sure I'll skip that one. Yeah, I'm proud. Uh, so anyway, that yeah, I would. Uh, Wholeheartedly, Foxy Brown. Give it if you haven't. I mean, this is you know those new old avenues of cinema for adventurous moviegoers everywhere. Take a look. And on the next episode of the Saturday Night Freak Show, Travis is going to unspool Nine Seven Six Evil. Nine oh. Seven Six Evil, directed by Robert England, for really? himself, ah. starring uh, Stephen Jeffries, Evil Ed from Fright Night. There you go. Boom! Wow. On glorious VHS. It's the only way to get the I actual hope you're bringing your cut. own VHS player. Of course. They don't, don't have that, that in any other format that you can Not the director's cut, no. Okay. No. No. What's the matter with fucking VHS? You want to talk about all these old, like, <laughs> shit on VHS? VHS on that TV. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be better than YouTube. It's going to be awesome. That may be true. Yeah, it's going to be definitely true. Yeah, these yellows I'm watching are on YouTube. YouTube's got a fuck ton of them, and they're watching them on the PlayStation. It's blurry as hell. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's next episode on the Saturday Night Free Show. Be sure to tune in and find us wherever podcasts are sold, bought, and same free time, same away. free channel. Yeah, next week. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like there was more to that. <laughs>